You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, we're at season eight, episode four. I'm John. I'm your host for tonight, and hopefully you'll be able to hear me, or some of you might not want to hear me. Uh, and I'm joined by Chris and John. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good to hear you. At last. Aye. Yep. I was tempted to say nothing there and just see if anybody noticed. Aye. <laughs> so no, I, was great, Chris. <laughs> I was making some great points as well last week, but they were all unheard. Um, so yeah, you'd have to be in the same room as me to hear them. Yeah. To be fair, um, you probably st- still talk more sense than Andy Walker, even when we didn't hear you. But that's not a compliment, that's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, I've not, I, I don't know if I listened back, so I don't know how much I was heard on it or not. Um, but yeah, by the amount of times I, I, I could hear you both saying, like, I John's disappeared or can't hear him, I'm figuring it wasn't much. And then at one point, I could still hear you guys, but then I just I got to the point, I think it got to the point about when you started talking about the. Bet Fred Cup. I just went right. I'm just sacking it because there's been about five or six times folk have said I can't hear you. So I just went right. That's it. Well, hopefully we're better. Um, so, I it should be. Um, I think it might have been it. So I will see. Um, I do you have a nice dinner, Chris? <laughs> I did eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Was it worth the wait? <laughs> Aye, it was. <laughs> um, so for the, the listeners, a bit of an in-joke, because earlier on, I was out for dinner, um, didn't know I was going to eat tonight, Chris was having problems with some alarm situation or something like that, and said they might need to delay the time. So I was like, I might not be the best time to tweet this and show them a picture of my dinner. Um, so aye, there was a few, uh, few nice responses for that one. That was just rubbing <laughs> salt in the wind. Too, uh, so aye. Don't know if I can advertise them, but I uh, tycoon at silver one. <laughs> Delicious, been a few times. So maybe they could be, maybe they could be a, a sponsor, future sponsor. Gives <laughs> free dinner. Aye, certainly. And maybe, and maybe aye. they could donate a wee raffle prize for an upcoming charity event I might be running. So <laughs> get the plugs out. Well, I. Yes, you may as well talk about it now because you keep on saying it's uh, it's a few weeks away, but a few weeks away will be soon coming. It's four weeks on Sunday um, at Falkirk Stadium, uh, Aberdeen, Aberdeen versus Celtic um, over 35s game. Um, we're hoping to get a few former players for both sides. I've got four Aberdeen, but Celtic is proving very difficult at the moment because of the Stan Petrov game that weekend. But I'm not giving up hope and hope to have something lined up in the next couple of weeks. And if not, Aye, well, it should be good to write. It may be one sided. <laughs> Aye. That's not. again who you've got. It's Dawn's. Uh, it's uh, John Stewart who famously scored a winning goal at Parkhead um, we've got Darren Young we've got Scott Thompson and uh, David Rowson so they've kindly signed up and might still try and get an RX done in there as well so yeah it'll be good um, for you know to line up with these guys you should uh, have been about the age of 37 <laughs> if any of us in our or like next door neighbours with like Darius Chakarovsky or Anton Roger or something like that. Here's how you shout. Of all the Celtic players that give you next door neighbour, hey, you're talking about Chakarovsky. Well, <laughs> well, you might know him, Chris. They're on iTunes and all that type of thing, so 
<laughs> you never know who could be listening. I think Anton Rogan would get a bigger reception from the Aberdeen contingent rather than the Celtic one. Yeah, Anton's a big cult hero. Just because I didn't like him because of the penalty mass that would you know. Who ends up talking about the Scottish Cup final again? <laughs> Well, no, no, it's good for the guests. No, we can talk about that one. <laughs> aye, we can talk about that one, Manton Rogan. That's fine. No worries. We did this uh, last week and all that. Final got mentioned. Did it? Aye. aye. We're talking, we're talking about uh, hopes for the season and every season for about the last forever. Oh, yeah. It's course. been for Aberdeen and the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. We didn't um, specifically no, mention that final, though, but, um, but yeah, it's no harm mentioning it again since Chris Rubb's in a certain final from. A season ago, so aye. <clears throat> That's twice you've mentioned it in this podcast. I haven't mentioned it yet. Mm-hmm. I'll be mentioning it later on, right enough. <laughs> oh, aye, aye. Well, well that just makes up for five last season and all the rest of it. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a racing certainty, Chris, that you'll mention it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know, but Darius Jakarovsky is still one of the best names that's played in Scottish football. He was a good player as well, uh, but ah. name wise, I like the name. He signed at the same time as Darius Fedovchik as well. So. Yeah, I remember him. He was probably the better of the two, I would say. Whatever they call him, Dobchik. Because uh, he can pronounce it. He lasted longer, didn't he, at Celtic? He did die because uh, Zekanovski went to Bristol Rovers. Bristol City. After being there, no, it was a Bristol City. Yeah, it was Bristol City. Uh, but Fedovchik was there for a few years. He's got to get signed, so if I remember it. Yeah, so he did, yeah. Um, Dubcheck scored against Rangers as well. I was just talking about... I, saw him, right? I thought you told Jack Anoski, <laughs> sorry. Double Darius. See, Dubcheck did a different guy, apparently. Can you even hear the difference in the pronunciation? Do you hear the check yeah. at the end? All right, for off. <laughs> Bristol cities and chicks. <laughs> um, let's, let's face it, to most people, Polish is just like tuning the radio. <laughs> oh dear. So, on the subject to um, European or Europeans, we should really talk about European action for last week. Oh, I should, aye, aye, should be, aye. Aye, we may as well. So, Celtic, they get the job done, didn't they? Uh, I, I, it wasn't pretty, but they were never really troubled, so not a lot to say about the game, to be honest. Yeah. It's pretty much job done. Yeah, well. yeah. No, it wasn't a great yeah, game, but that's about what it matters. It was never. Celtic weren't at their best, but they didn't need to be because Rosenberg were very threatened. Like, I think Craig Gordon's biggest enemy was Craig Gordon. <laughs> but it was just. When you're 3 1 up for the first leg, it's just about not making those mistakes that like the, the, uh, your opposition back in the game and Celtic didn't really so let's see yeah job done they got not have to make a good save just before half time and that was pretty much maybe it in terms of maybe playing up aye pretty much defence are be better in the second half but even then there was nothing major to talk about did we think then maybe away from home a slightly different approach in Europe mm. or just was it just due to circumstances that they get the first yeah, I can't really tell. Just because they had the three-one lead for the first leg, so there was no, there was no urgency to get forward in that game. So it was kind of hard to tell. I mean, you, the the difference between how you play a first leg away from home and a second leg away from home itself can be a night and day. Um, certainly, once you get to what, the group stages, 
Celtic should reach that point and end up by a different thing again. How do they play away from Because you're not you're not worried about the away goal as much in that point. Unless you finish wherever with that team on points. But I don't know if we talk about that yet. But yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell exactly how Celtic are going to set up in the, the, the coming games. Cause, um, Same situation. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's around first legs at home. So we'll see what we do with uh, EK Athens on, on Wednesday night. Um should they progress past the EK Athens, then the, the first leg against either Malmo or Videoton um, would be away from home. So that may be a different kind of way to go. Uh, 2015-16, you played Malmo? Uh, yes. We were 3-1 up in the last couple of minutes and lost the second goal because Joe Ingerberget scored against us, former, former uh, Celtic man himself. Um but yeah, that was uh, that was the last time I played Malmo. I think well, I can't remember if I played Videoton like about four decades ago. Now. Um, we may have done, but I'd need to check the history books for that one. Uh, interesting to note that game finished one each in Malmo, um, so it's slightly an advantage to Videoton, surprisingly. Uh, so we'll see how that second leg goes. But again, that all counts on what happens with with Celtic and Athens, and we've got both legs to play that game. Um, should Celtic lose that they'll play the winner of somebody or Suduva a name that um, Celtic fans will be familiar with in the lap. one of the times we dropped we missed out in Champions League qualification uh, I remember but, back in the 90s Rangers playing Ayak Athens yes yeah I remember I, I think a few Scottish teams have played Ayak Athens over the years Hearts played them Hibs played them as well yeah Aye. Hibs were kind of lucky yeah. against yeah. them yeah yeah. The 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 Sudova reference was when Celtic lost out in 2002 to Bal in Champions League qualifying. They played Sudova, and that was the first of the run to Seville. So that's a, a nice familiar familiar name to see in the the draw. Which uh, should was it eight one? You beat them and then two 0 away. Eight one, eight one Celtic Park and then two 0 at um, Nelly League, which I listened to in the radio sitting in Almondville because Livingston were playing Stone Graz that night. That was a good fun game. That was like four three or something. <laughs> they obviously went out in aggregate, but they won that night. Yeah, that was the right game because the two 0 game was all right. But when you've won the first one, get eight one. Doesn't really matter. Can't say I know much about Ayr Athens, but I have seen their captains out. Yeah, that's uh, possibly good news for Celtic. The other good news for Celtic was that um, the knock that Jam picked up at the. Weekend doesn't seem to be keeping him out of this game, so he'll continue in the midfield and hopefully continue the form he started the season on. Yeah, yeah good. It was good. Lee Griffiths back as well at the weekend, so he's he's fat. I've got for got odds on Edward. Unfortunately, Mr. Dembele is out of the this will tie as well. Um, we get Simonovic back from suspension, but yeah, I might be back for the second leg. First leg's a bit too soon. <laughs> Depends what Simonovic turns up, because if a good one turns up, it was great. <laughs> but the bomb scale up, we've had the last year, one turns up, then maybe not. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to tell who I've got facing at centre-back at the moment. <laughs> yeah. an, an unfit Boyata would not be my choice, Tyler. <laughs> well, you've made your intention to keep him, because uh, apparently a bid from Fulham of about £9 million was rejected. Yeah, I'm not... Sure, whether that's uh, we don't want to sell them or if that's just a case of we don't want to sell them right now because we've got this this game to come 
up and we're already shortening defenders as it is. So yeah. I'm still annoyed we haven't brought another defender in, to be honest. If we sell by that, we're going to need two. Mm-hmm. That might, it might be the back as well. I was going to say, it might be the back you struggle, but that tends to be where you do struggle anyway. But by all accounts, what I have seen about Ayak Arden does that there's quick up front and white play a counter attacking, which against Celtic could make the, the home tie possibly trickier than the away tie. Could do, yeah. Yeah, and if they, if they hang on to something from what would be their away, away leg and take that home, then it could be tricky away from home as well for Celtic. And I'm so getting yeah, this news off SDV Sport, but supposedly Ayak Athens have a strong relationship with St Pauli as well as Celtic obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, but they are also reported to be part of a triangle of brotherhood which involves Livorno and Marseille. I don't know where that day one's come into play um, but yeah Weird. hey football friends yeah. I thought I would try and get <laughs> some information there um, I don't I, it's not one the league for now have they I can't I don't think well they must have won the league like apart last, last year <laughs> aye but before that ah they've been through all sorts they've been through financial trouble and getting booted yeah. in divisions and, and all sorts aye they've, they've had a bit of a tour of time but, but they are uh, they are current champions of Greece so. Celtic will be used to playing a team like that though won't they well, teams that have uh, been financial trouble and booted down the leagues. Aye. No. I think anybody you're talking about. Oh, no, we played the weekend. Livingston. Livingston. Yeah, weekend, yeah. Aye. Yes. yeah, it was good how we both said that there. Yeah. Well, they were actually booted down the divisions and stayed at the same club. <laughs> hi, Rangers fans. <laughs> hi. <laughs> so, just... I, so, potentially, I tomorrow could be tougher. Um, anyway. Arguably, this could be the toughest of the four qualifiers should we get all the way to the Japanese group stages because for all we've got the potential of Malmo or Videoton in the fourth qualifying round, whatever, or is that the playoff round we're calling it? Mm-hmm. Still, I don't, I, the impression I get is AK Athens is going to be a, a tougher tie. So if we get past this one and don't then suddenly get our squad ripped apart and don't have any bad luck or anything like that, we should be in good position to get to the, the Champions of Group stages. So I think this is probably the trickiest one. Um, as it is, we've at least got the playoff round of the Europa League if we don't make this one. So we'll play four rounds of qualifiers. That's been guaranteed now. Yeah. Um, See, keeps I, us busy the rest of the month. I can't remember now if I if I tried to have this conversation last week on the podcast if it was someone at work. But talk of Denier possibly coming back to Celtic. I've heard really? that rumour a few times. I've also heard Patrick Roberts being rumoured about the last few days as well. Aye, I don't think he can play centre-back, though. No. <laughs> but... Well, I could try, I suppose, but it would be a bit of a waste of talents, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, Denier was good when they played him alongside Van Dyke. I wouldn't deny that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but he hasn't been as great any other time I've seen him. Um, I've seen him play for his country once, and he was appalling. <laughs> Uh, I've not really seen too much of him when he was away at Galatasaray, but the reports are he's not been that great. So, if he came back to Celtic and if Brendan Rodgers get the best out of him, it might be a good move for both. Um, McBurnos are revitalised a career that's not going anywhere at the moment, kind of moves. So, um, it's got potential. See if everyone's but, fit. Who's your number one choice in about junk just now? At the moment, it's probably Boyata. Boyata, you would say. I'm not. I'm not Boyata's. Greatest fan, but I think given the choices we've got, yeah, I'd go for Boyata. 
So Simonovic Boyata and Ayer. Would you say first choice partnership or Boyata I, and Simonovic? I would go with Boyata and Ayer. Everybody fitting first choice. Think Simonovic his head still in at Celtic or maybe his head was turned a wee bit last season. I think he had that um appalling game at Tynecastle. Um and after that he's never been the same. Uh, which is a shame because before that he was a really good solid defender and it's just yeah, he looks seems to have disappeared I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what but he's got himself sent off a couple of times um, not really much dispute about this well I did dispute the I said it was a bit soft the one in uh, Europe a couple of weeks ago but I mean, I, 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 I'm surprised it got extended to a second game ban um, for that one because it was a soft variety but uh, yeah, I couldn't really argue with it being a red card. If it had been a yellow, I wouldn't have been surprised. But yeah, to, to the extent of the two games was about excessive. But yeah, it's been. Premier Sports? Um, I don't know, actually. Uh, I don't know if the home wiggers. Because I know the last couple of home wigs haven't been. The real legs have. They tend not to sit. Um sell TV rights to the home legs um, yeah. because they want people at the game um, where the yeah. playoff round is guaranteed to be in BT Sport um, so yes. I would imagine it's just their away game yeah. uh, Good luck getting to the game tomorrow if you're going Why? Because <laughs> the, the traffic is absolute mayhem in Glasgow tomorrow uh, so yeah that's going to be uh, fun for everybody to Why? Because there's a European Championship isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah the European Championship is going on the chosen Wednesday to do their cycle time trial which I think oh. it goes all the way out to like through Dumbartonshire and starts at the Riverside Museum and finishes at Glasgow Green. So aye, it's going to be fun trying to get to that if you're going to the game tomorrow. But to it's, Tuesday, to it's, it's technically affecting my route to work, but I looked it up and it's basically yeah, anywhere that's got usual congestion is going to have congestion. So yeah, not really surprised. That'll be fun tomorrow. May we may as well. Yeah, mate, we'll be busy tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a weekday. Of course it's going to be busy. While we're talking about possible players as well for Celtic, maybe as well move on to Hibs. Um, John McGinn. They'll um, linked with, well, Brian Earl in the week, Aston Villa launching a bid. Yeah, the, the, the reports I've read about this are really odd. Apparently the Villa bid is £2 million. Uh, a £2.25 million bid was apparently rejected from Celtic. So they're accepting a two. There must be add-ons or something. Or Brad Petrie is being really pernickety. Um, I've imagine, seen somewhere else that Villa had been linked with a four million move. So whether that maybe as you're saying add-ons seems to vary. Yeah, I mean if it's two million rising to four million after a certain number of appearances, I could make a lot of sense because the money ain't going stupid. They can probably afford to do things like that and not even notice. Um, Villa was supposed to be in trouble though, financially, weren't they? But no, they laid off a lot of staff. Yeah. yeah, I know they're still, they're still, well, I don't know if they're looking actively to sell Greenleaf, but certainly Spurs were getting linked with him and they were, there was talk of 20 million upwards, so. That's just a too bad, that's pocket change for uh, McGinn then. He still played at the weekend for Villa, I noticed that, or was it Monday maybe, or I don't know, whenever they played Hill, um, Greenleaf's notice was still in the team. Monday I think, because Alan Hutton was playing there. Yeah. She was the level of that game, if Alan Hutton's playing there. So it'll be interesting um, to see what happens there, because... He's down there. Suppose he'll get a medical tomorrow. Oh, McGinn? Yeah. That's, oh, what, right, that's okay. what I was reading. So I think that's almost done. Um, Celtic are still interested. Brendan Rodgers has made it very clear that he's interested. He's a player that he wants. But, let's face it, 
you don't. Everybody's got a valuation. Um, so if Celtic look at the valuation of McGinn that Hibs have got and think it's not worth paying, then it doesn't really matter how much you want them. I mean, I look at I, I go into Celtic shop and I look at the price of Celtic top and I quite like that top and I look at it, it's like 60 quid. I'm like, hey, no, no thanks. I'm not paying your valuation for it. It's the same idea, really. Well, that's not that I wanted to conclude a deal because I, I knew the the Premier League deadline was Thursday, but by all accounts, the lower yeah. leagues is Thursday as well. Yeah, uh, I think. Outside the loan deals, because I'm pretty sure loan deals are still happening in the lower leagues, but. Don't know the loan deals, but yeah, you're, you're right, the whole of England is uh, finishing on Thursday, so. But play, uh, I think players can players can still move to other leagues. Yeah, and I think like teams like Celtic could maybe benefit for that because if the teams in England will well, the transfer market was shut, they'll yeah. finalise their squads and then players are walking, well I'm not in the squad, so where can I go? I definitely so that's well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Hibs. Wow. Did the job? Did the job. And nearly, nearly Hibs did. Yeah. Because <laughs> again they were for a lot longer than they did in the first leg but uh, they were playing against 10 men got the opening goal still managed to get <laughs> go one each and they were hanging on but um, they hung on so yeah, yeah. And by all accounts Adam Bogdan um, played a great game after his slate yeah. last week well yeah. mainly me Aye. so um, no yep. fair play to him aye, aye. Um, and that's what happens though I think usually I keep it in the have a good game yeah. there was someone last season who was it last season you criticised and then they they kept on having good games. Was it Fox, maybe? No, it was someone... No, well, slated Fox, but I don't many good games. Look where Ross County ended up. Yeah. Uh, well, there was someone in the... Maybe the next game was having good games anyway, but yeah. Further good news for Hibs, though, in terms of McLaren coming back for them. Because Gumberry mm-hmm. and yeah. McLaren scored, what, about 30 goals? Well, not far off, I think, maybe 25 goals between them. Between January and the end of the season, so... And Ollie Shaw as well, who, when he comes in, takes his chance as well quite often. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good attacking options there. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, they've the obviously started the season well as well. I mean, uh, we'll come into the, the league game later on, but that's two rounds successfully negotiated in Europe. Uh, onto a third one to play Mulder, another name familiar to Celtic fans. Yeah. Another one that Ronnie Dyler couldn't get past. Mm-hmm. And if they get past this one, it's a slightly trickier tie in the player friend saying it since Petersburg. Yeah, another name for William Celtic. <laughs> and Rangers. Yes, of course. Um, because obviously I played them last season, um, but um, ten years ago it was Rangers in the UEFA Cup final. So, yeah. So um, you would fancy Zena, uh, likely to make the group stages. Um, whether they play Hibs or Molda or whatever they still have to get past their own tie but fancy they'll do that as well um, Oh they've done a Solskjaer manager at Molda Is he? Alright okay Is he goodbye uh, there? Uh, aye Yep Nice hmm. And they have the a, a young talent Haaland who is Alfie Inga Haaland's son I believe who is getting linked with some top clubs Um yes. 18 Salzburg had a 9 million offer accepted so I don't know whether that's happening or if we were playing he won't get introduced uh, to Roy Keane anytime soon no, no unless he's got an Irish uh, grandparent or something like that <laughs> the Irish squad cause, um, or ends up on the, the ITV sofa 
to be fair, I quite like uh, Keane in, in a way as a pundit in terms of the, the dry, the dryness that he has. And, and the, the fellow pundit sometimes can you see you get exasperated by him, but other times mm. he cracks him up as well. Sometimes I wonder if he's just uh, he's first to Chris Sutton. I think he says things to be controversial. Well, you can't have everyone like Ian Wright with a flamboyant shirt being all happy clapper England, but so you need to have a wee bit of, <laughs> a wee bit of difference. Um, yeah, fair point. The, the, my favourite pundit of all, I think, though, was Slavin Bilic. Going that World Cup, going back to World Cup. Oh, uh, while, we're, while we're on the subject of um, flamboyant shirts, did you see Stephen Thompson on Saturday? Oh, that was... That was loud. <laughs> Did you see Man City's training top? It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> seen the picture of Patrick Roberts and it was like, oh, don't, yeah. don't wear that Celtic top anymore, the one that was aye, the third it's kit. It's not a home And then he's got a picture in that. So, it's an eye, so I'm not a big fan of that Celtic one either, to be honest. I mean, I usually quite like the luminous yellow kind of look, but that just, there's something wrong with that Celtic kit. I can't put my finger on it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, getting back to Europe, uh, there seems to be a bit of a Russian theme because if Rangers can get past Maribor, they might play UFA. UFA? How do you pronounce it? UFA? Aye. Mm-hmm. But they might play Progress as well. They might play the Frozen Progress, yes, that was the other amusing part of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I doubt it, I think it's probably going to be UFA, I guess. Um, again, Rangers have to get past Maribor first. Which is another name that they will know themselves. Um, well, five Scottish football, they're not exactly strangers to Scottish football, are they, Maribor? Oh, no. I mean, again, Ronnie Dyler was uh, undone by Maribor. After, Ma- Maribor, Maribor was. Uh, yeah, right, right. And um, Alan McLeish as well. He, had, he came up against uh, Maribor in 2011, which was the start of the Craig White year at which uh, did not end well. And a lot of it may have been down to the fact they couldn't get past Marable. Um, Banker getting a bit of money from the Champions League and didn't get it. Yeah, just going back to the Hibs game though, um, potentially the toughest out of the ball for the Scottish teams because Mulder obviously a good bit through their season. 17 games played, a fourth in the league. Yeah, but so were Rosenberg. I would say uh, the, this round Celtic have got the harder game because they've got the Champions of Greece um, and I think yeah, Catherine would probably take care of Maribor and uh, and Mulder but Hibs is definitely a tough one um, I, Relatively speaking no because obviously Hibs finished fourth and yeah. like so. I think they're all tough I, th- I think um, Mulder being mid-season makes that tough and Mulder a decent outfit as well um, so th- there's arguments that is the toughest um, A. Catherine's haven't played a competitive match yet the Greek season hasn't started yet. They've been playing friendlies. They haven't played any qualifiers because they've come in at this round. So that might play into Celtic's benefit. But again, AKS is a good team. So it could be tough for that way. Um, and again, Maribor, similar kind of situation. They're, not really, they're just getting started, but decent outfit. Um, a, a name that's been a pain to certain Scottish clubs over the last few seasons as well. So yeah, I would say the three tough ties are. The other thing I did notice about about Mould at the weekend as they drew two all to Lillestrom and Lillestrom are struggling in the region league so maybe that um, gives Hibs a wee bit of hope at home first leg we can't, we can't exactly sit here and say um, who's got the easier tie um, given the history of Scottish clubs in Europe I mean, there's a list of teams that have been yeah. that have got history against Scottish clubs so exactly. yeah, we just got to make sure that we do the business um, with all three teams that is um, it's just a shame it wasn't 
it wasn't four, but um, there's no doubt we had the heart to tie. I mean, yeah, I don't really talk about Rangers fully, I would say, as well. Yeah, I did. Again, they, um, they, they scored early, reasonably early in the game, but I mean, they lost, they lost a goal in the last sort of five minutes to give them a bit of a squeaky bum kind of ending in the game, but again, they never really seen they were too bad. Uh, they've went and signed as the express player, the left back. Mm-hmm. He's the man that scored actually. So. Yeah. So, an interesting, that's interesting. Do you think they're going to be um, signing up Bruce later on? <laughs> just, they're just going to sign MD scores against them. Yeah, well, aye, maybe. <laughs> but aye, they did have to get through Rangers, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this talk in the summer in terms of the amount of signings they've made, so. Got them credit. The, the players seem to be certainly all right. Um, maybe not yeah. at the moment the most attractive football, but that will come. You think? I mean, once come. Of the jail, a bit maybe. more. They've had a few weeks, three more weeks playing with each other. Then you would hope that would come for. Well, you would hope it would come for Rangers and Europe and see how they got in the league. And, uh, the Betfred Cup's coming up in a couple of weeks as well. So yeah, right, can we stop dancing around it and just talk about goal of the season? Aye. Uh, Lewis Ferguson? Yep. Yeah. To score your first goal in professional football, what a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in the manner in which he did it. <laughs> yeah. It was it was an absolute piece of a goal, a bit of improvisation. Um, cause we weren't really in the game at that point, and then pretty much our first attack, we'd get the equaliser, and um, then we took a bit of control of the game. Um, it was certainly an even match. I think when you say that we weren't really in the game, that's an understatement. We were, we were, we were like we were knocked out in our feet um, until that goal. Mm-hmm. We were, we were, we were as bad in that first play half hour or so as we were good in the first leg, in the first half. Yeah, possible. We should get a character to get back in the game, and um, I think yeah, half time gave it a good time for Burnley because we had them mm-hmm. on the ropes at that point. Then they came out and second half well, then we get back into the game. Um, possible Shinny could have done his chance at the edge of the box. Um, and then it goes to extra time, and unfortunately for us, that's where um, the Premier League quality came in. Um, plus, you could say a dubious penalty, but um, you talk about arms in their natural position, so maybe it was, but um, because it's us, I don't want it to be a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but we had the better luck in the first leg with the penalty. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Maybe that even thins up. Um, Joe Lewis, though, terrific. Oh, yeah. He's, su- he's um, such a big player for us. Um, <laughs> what's the one? Aye. Yeah. <laughs> but but certainly our, our defence de- definitely did show with the two up front. It, it's difficult. It's not often you're going to face two players as physical as that as well. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, at half-time, Barnes came on instead for Oaks, wasn't it? No, good. Um, and he uh, later on went to be, yeah, decided to do the old cup into the ears, which I'm a bit kind of uncalled for, I think. Maybe he wanted to hear Florida Scotland again. Well, I, I, had, I had to laugh at that because I like I never saw the game because I went to I went to see like Ant Man and the Wasp <laughs> that night. Um, but I was in I was driving in the car last night there and I was like, what's all the booing about? It took me a few seconds before I could hear in the background for a Scotland being so. Aye, I mean, I think it was a fairly well-natured tie. Apart from a bit of banter from the fans and all that. I mean, you look at the yeah. what Burnley Police said; it was all good, well-behaved. 
Yeah. I don't think there was any like sinning at each other in terms of as in bad stuff. No, I don't know. So my fans did that. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes understand a player does that and been getting a bit of stick from the crowd. Okay. Far more away he wasn't getting any stick from the crowd, so I don't know. Maybe just yeah, being booed when it was a penalty, um, but that's natural for fans to do. You know, they're not going to say cut, Aberdeen fans aren't going to say come on, are they? No, um, but it was just retribution for that. But all in all, the the fans of both sides had a lot of nothing but praise for each other, and that's that's good to see because in um, with some of the reports about other clubs and um, being unwelcoming, it's it was nice to hear all that. Yeah, well, well, yeah, we haven't even touched on that. I, mean, I, I don't know. I want to dwell too much on that. No. It's a minority stuff. today. Yeah, it's a minority. Yeah. Did you read yeah. this thing about the today about the police getting involved with the, the Sandcastle? Mm, oh, what? that. Yeah, no. that was a bit um, slow <laughs> news day for the Aberdeen Evening Express, I'm afraid. Yes, I, I, apparently the police are getting involved because Rangers fans wrecked a Sandcastle. Oh, Right. So, uh, so, what? Uh, uh, is it just? It's like a stereotype bully. <laughs> so that's exactly. I mean, what else are they going to do? Are they going to like wedgie somebody on Thursday night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, but I go back to like the Aberdeen game in Burnley. Usually, when you've lost a game, you're like you're really, really annoyed in terms of getting knocked out. But I think we we gave everything we could. Um, and to, to take them as far, I know that I, I still don't think they're a quality quality side, but they finished they finished high up in the Premier League last year, um, and to have that where we were that close, I thought it was going to go to penalties once once it went into extra time, but mm-hmm. maybe just that wee bit extra, maybe quality just got them through Burnley. Yeah. Um, they did dominate most of that game. Yeah, I mean, that, that... we had our chances. We had our chances. We did have our chances, but. I would say overall, I think Burnley deserve to go through. So. Yeah, there, there's, been, there's been 14 games of football in Europe for Scottish teams this season, and not one has finished as a defeat after 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's some record so far. Yeah, things are looking good. They are positive. Um, mm-hmm. The same week that uh, Malcolm McGuire came out and mentioned about Billy Gilmore and Harry Cochran, so mm-hmm. there are players um, that are doing well. You look at the Aberdeen squad as well. Obviously, we've had McKenna last season. Um, yeah. season from nowhere maybe um, Shinny well, he, well he's obviously older but you've got other players that are coming through doing, doing well uh, like a shooter at hearts he was still maybe to get involved with the Scotland team Tierney at Celtic who seems like a veteran almost now that age of his age the bounties <laughs> played no, so I mean, there are players there you, you look at the Aberdeen goals that were scored this week you had uh, Ferguson yeah. in midweek he's a youngster Anderson he was a youngster as well, getting the, the goal at the weekend there. So, yeah, um, and certainly the the Celtic squad that's been playing, well, like Forest's a bit older, but Tierney's a youngster, and uh, yeah. we're obviously chasing after McGinn, and he's a youngster. There's there's a good few players there that are coming through that are getting the games first team level now that could certainly be making the Scotland squads. So I think as well, yeah, I think as well. There's been a lot said, and this is. Been a, a long, uh, a long standing in them in terms of our striker. Now, quite, and then where, where's this next striker coming from? Well, see, five years ago, we didn't know we would have maybe a potential world class left back, maybe even two. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't, but no, but it's true though. You don't know uh, uh, what can happen is a player can come in, do really well, and then they've maybe not had a good youth career. Players develop different things, so 
It could well, be. Yeah, I mean, even Wales, Gareth Bale, when he first went to Spurs, was awful. I think mm-hmm. they, he never won a game for about 30 games. Right, so what? And yeah. then that's the middle. Gareth Bale's getting talked about as one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean you look at what like you say, the left back is a, is a great example because, on one hand, you've got a, a boy that's coming through Celtic's youth ranks, which so often just leads you to Ross County. Yeah. But he's come through, he's stamped a claim in his, uh, the position at Celtic, he's playing there, he's played at the top level for Celtic, he's still arguably scored at Champions League as well. I think it was his own goal against Man City, but yeah, I'm still giving it him. But see, he, he's, he's done that, and he's obviously one of the choices that Scotland's got, but then you can look at the opposite side of things where you go, they weren't good enough for Celtic, apparently, went to Queen's yep. Park, went Aye. to Dundee United, gone to Liverpool, played the Champions League final. Exactly. So, that's two completely different stories that have led them to which one would rather have played left back for Scotland. Yeah. Um, so, I, I still don't know what the best answer to that is. Aye, well, it's, it's maybe not, it's, maybe it's not all doom and gloom though. I think at times we can be a bit kind of pessimistic about, about things, but aye, there is players coming to. Yeah, um, well, it's not doom and gloom at left back. It's doom no. and gloom at centre back still. We need to resolve well, that. Uh, I disagree. I think we've got, um, we've got better centre backs coming through. I mean, there's Scott McKenna we talked about. Yeah. Um, he's pr- pretty much nailed on for centre back, although his injury the weekend might keep him out. Um, we've got Suter coming through. Um, you play Tierney now. Jack Henry's yeah, getting experience. Yeah. Celtic so yep. we've got better so, options than we did um, for the last couple of years. Right back's a different issue because our only main right back, Cam Parsons, playing midfield for Cardiff these days. Yeah. And then after that, well, there's not a lot. Do you play Kieran Dillon We tried Kieran Dillon there, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Clay said he, wasn't gonna, he wasn't going to do that, but his hand might end up being forced. Mm. Well, it worked alright for Danny McGrain. <laughs> what, what might, if we're playing a three at the back, then as a, a wing back, that's where maybe we could, we could benefit a bit more with that. It's not ideal, right. but it's been discussed about the fact that, oh, well, uh, maybe some people argue that Tierney's better than Robertson or a focal argue It's hard to say, right? Yeah. But the, the problem is maybe, because we've not seen that Andy Robertson can't play another position apart from left-back. I dare say he can play, he can also play left-wing back. I think he could play further forward as an attacking midfield because the way he gets forward. But so, it's so no ideal. Be. I think you would rather play him as a full-back or wing-back, either of them, because yeah. that's what they play. Because um, yeah. at times I think when Tierney played centre back, he wasn't quite as good. Plus, it takes a lot out of his game. Well, at least if you're playing him yeah. as a wing back, he can learn that a wee bit. It's not ideal because he's not playing there for Celtic, but he's a bit. He knows he started that there. role. He knows the role of a wing back, even if he doesn't know the role of a right-sided yeah. wing back or a right-sided fullback. Yeah, Tierney started there and went to back to playing left back when he was as he was coming through at Celtic. So he's he started as a winger. So that's. It obviously benefits you with Celtic because you do play that way quite a bit when you get the overlap and throwback. Um, so it's certainly there's options which is good. But yeah, I mean we've got people starting to come through for centre back, which is good. I don't think there's anybody there would be an absolute first pick yet, but give it another few months, maybe we will be. Um, up front, it's still kind of we've got Lee Griffiths if he can play for Celtic. Um, we've got. McBurney's playing for Swansea now. Maybe. He seems to be Aye. McBurney, who have actually signed Billy McKay, who got married a match for uh, Swansea at the weekend, I think. Alright. Nice. Good if he could recapture his form. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but McBurney was always in, was involved the last few squads. So maybe I'd run the games. 
might might see him come through, or you don't know, maybe it'll be Bruce Anderson, maybe it'll be the old sister, Molly Shaw. Mm-hmm. Well, Molly Shaw's got some stiff competition with the two ahead of him just now. Yeah. You just don't know. So what's the games we've got coming up? Because we've got the... We've got, we've got Belgium against Portugal. Okay, we've got a Belgium friendly. We've got is it Portugal's other friendly? Yeah, it's Belgium in September, um, followed by Albania and uh, Nations League both at Hampden. They've got yep. Portugal in, uh, in October, and I think that's either followed by or preceded by uh, Israel away, um, right. and then in November they're away to Albania and at home to Israel in the right. final Nations League games. Have you seen the prices? Yeah, oh, actually no. You get four games for eighty quid. It's actually quite well priced. Sensible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the four Nations League games. That's the two friendlies and the two Nations games. Yeah. There's, only, there's only two home Nations games, so. I take it that's the West or East. Um, I might well be. So, I, I yeah. don't know because it's like the SSC um, prices for what I remember, and ah, I like my I like my membership maps, so. It's, but I, it's, I bet it's, you can it's still actually, renew it though. I could do, but I don't, I don't know what I think we do it. Have you renewed, John? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've toyed with the fact that maybe going back. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would get a membership now though because <laughs> I've kept my me- I've I've kept my membership going in the event that one day we might get back to finals. It helps, um, <laughs> and plus. Um, I've signed my boy up as well for his for his sins, but he'll right. get an Aberdeen game before he goes to Scotland game. Not nothing wrong with going to a Scotland game first. No, not at all. But um, you know, I've got to get him hooked on the guns first. It's actually funny for talking about the Aberdeen game there. Um, he wasn't for going to sleep. I was trying to watch the Aberdeen game or one down at a time. I came in and he said, um, and I said to him, "Do you want to watch football?" And he said, "Yeah, we came through the, and we made it one one." And I was tempted to wake him up when it went to one Burnley, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm digressing. I have seen your, I have seen your picture. I know I seen your picture. That was good. I like that. Wait, just is it now? Three, three and a half. He'll be four in January. So, so when's his first game going to be, Jack? Say maybe a couple of years away. When he's five years away, still nice. Right. I was, I was what ten by the time I went to see Celtic for the first time. And that was about 18 months after I'd seen Scotland. Do you remember your first game? Oh, aye. I do. I What's remember it? my first Scotland game and my first Aberdeen game, aye. Yeah, me too. Well, my first Scotland game was just before Italian 90. We played Poland in a friendly. Uh, and Mo Johnson got the Scotland goal. And oh, Gary yes. Gillespie was goal. <laughs> Which is a long ago. Um, but that, at least that was exciting, unlike the Celtic Hibs game 18 months later, which is my first home game. My one and only trip to the, the jungle. Um, and it was a drab December night, and it was a nil nil draw. And the most exciting thing was swagging off Mickey Beer for Hibs. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the game itself was drawn. It's like a lot It's great fun. Yeah. My first uh, Aberdeen game was actually a 1-0 defeat by St Murn at Love Street. Uh, Kenny McDowell scored the only goal, so that wasn't a good start. Yeah, first, goals are, first game was an away game. Yeah. That's impressive. Actually, follow up, my first away game was technically St Murn playing Falkirk. I sat in the Falkirk end, and again, St Murn won 1-0. So there you go. 
Yeah. Our first Arbiton game was an away game as well. At Tannadice. Neil Shed. Yeah. Finished 2 all. Uh, my first Scotland game was one of the last games at the Old Hamden, Scotland Australia, and Alan McCoy scored. Yeah. I was quite like going to football actually. Yeah, my first uh, Scotland game um, technically was when they played the Scottish Football League Select in a centenary game for Scottish Football League in 1990, and Hans Hill scored the winning goal. Uh, my first proper Scotland game was a qualifier for and a win over San Marino. Well, I was at that one. It's one thing I definitely regret is that I didn't go to the football earlier, but I didn't really have anyone in the family that was into football, so that's why I was so late going. That, that San Marino game was the biggest one I saw Scotland have until they got to Celtic Park and played the Pharaohs, and Chris Boyd scored twice, and I still want because Chris Boyd scored scored more for Scotland at Celtic Park than ever did against Celtic. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game, I was like, I think I missed yeah. the first goal. Ah, because it's pretty early on. Yeah. It, it was moved there because of the uh, Robert Williams concert at Hamden that mm-hmm. night. Uh, yep. I remember some of the songs, which we can't repeat on here. Yeah. <laughs> Just some about his weight and stealing things, but we won't go there. <laughs> um, Just in terms, I going back to the, the European games though. Uh, we were talking about transfers with other teams. Aberdeen obviously have suffered. McKenna been injured. Um, we had the news that Hoban has picked up an injury. Not had any word on how long either of them's out for. The talk of McKenna is it's minimum two months. Um, so that probably changed what McKenna is going to sign before the window closes because we're going to have to find a defender with the fact Hoban's out, um, Reynolds is out, McKenna's out. Um, so, ah, he'll be back in a couple of games. So. It, Probably can I cover that somehow? Um, not ideal though. I'm going to play Dominic Ball there, but yeah. the other option is Harrington, the young boy who was on the bench. Um, the other one, which has been said as a striker, obviously much as Pokemon to get the, the league games. There's a few few names linked. Louisville, it's not going to happen because he's first choice for pressing by the looks of it. Right. Seen Liam Boyce getting mentioned now. Nigel Clough has come out and said he reckons that Liam Boyce can score 20 odd goals in League One. Whether that is to try and bump up his price for Aberdeen to sign him, I don't know. Um, I didn't actually check to see whether he played at the weekend for Burton Albion. Nope, no, I, I, it's Burton Albion, he's that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burton Albion paid half um, a million from last year, so they get injured last season at the very beginning, so I think um, they'll be looking to play him a bit more this season, especially the fact they get relegated. And well, that's what I would think as well. Unless he's unsettled, maybe once to come back to Scotland, that's the only way I can maybe see that one happening. Um, the Marquis one, I think that's dead in the water. Yeah. Um, from what I believe, I've not seen any other names really linked. Um, but usually, and quite often, it's a name that we don't know that gets signed. Because is very good at keeping things quiet, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, much as a fan who would like to know who's coming in. He's generally quite clever about going about his business. Still think we need another wide player, but potentially because of the whole defensive situation, that might be something that happens later on. Yeah, we've potentially got four players that can play in the wing positions because you've also got Mackay, Stephen McGinn, you've got Scott Wright for backup, and there's also Frank Rossi came back, so I don't think that's an immediate priority. Um, the immediate priority is obviously another defender that can play right side and centre, um, or centre-back. Um, and obviously a striker because as well as Bruce Anderson did coming in scoring um, 
we're not going to be relying on a 18, 19 year old. Um, and there's the jury's out in Cosgrove and the jury's out in May. So um, yeah, they're the two that we really need. Um, yeah, but... I think yeah the issue is that Cosgrove still might have very much a work in progress. Um, Stephen May. I'd put him in the reserves. I'd put him in the reserves just now to build up his confidence, get a couple of goals mm, in the reserves, yeah. build it up and then yeah. he takes it in. Um, so that's the issue there. But Anderson's come in off the bench, scored. Wouldn't, maybe I'd normally got his opportunity as early in the season. You never know. Um, the fact that we are short of numbers, maybe he'll get his chance much. As McKenna still has said, he wants two players in by the weekend. So you would think one of them is going to be a striker. Um because the other one's certainly going to be a defensive-minded player. Mm-hmm. So, I'll see what happens. Because last year, McKenna got his chance out of the fact we were short in numbers. So, maybe a season could be for Bruce Anderson. Could be. Well, we talk about the the, the league games. Then. We may as well start at Pataudry. I know it was a Sunday game, but it was good enough for sports scene to start there. So, mm-hmm. it seems like a natural progression, speaking about Anderson. Well, we could start with Stephen Gerrard who's after him criticising the Croatian team and some of their comments I think was very disrespectful and I'd be saying that regardless of whether it was Aberdeen or any other team to come out first game of the season and say that they're a class above Aberdeen I, we went our best I don't think Rangers played particularly well no for all yes, they were yes they were ten men. Men, so fair enough they deserve maybe a bit of credit there but were they that great? I don't think they were well the stats suggested it was a type of game it was um, but well, why start? Was that deserved red card? At the time, I didn't What's think right? so. Um, it's I think there's no doubt he's provoked. He shouldn't react, and that's also being touched on. Um, but the question is, is it excessive force, um, or was it just a petulant little kick? Um, that's where the interpretation comes in. But McKenna doesn't even react to that. He doesn't fall down. Um, no, you know, it's like, you, you it's can the surprise was it was stopped. The surprise yeah. was the game stopped. Um, if it was in the other foot, I would have been annoyed at um, my player getting a red card for that. But um, I can see why it's a red card at the same time. You can freeze frame it and make it look a lot worse than it was, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, once I saw it on sports scene, I thought it was probably a bit harsh. Yeah, I thought it was harsh yeah. at the time. There wasn't massive protests from the us. He, no. kind of... he had that look in his face of, what do you mean? What? Uh, like a, a, a boy, a, a naughty boy, that's been caught out. Um, McKenna was possibly slightly fortunate. I would say the first one was a barge, the second one maybe there was a wee bit of contact with the face, maybe. So I've seen people, some people say maybe it should be a yellow for both. I think if you kick out, though, it is a red card. Whether it's. It's not as if it's a red card. many a time given as a red card, so. Yeah, there's, there's that justification for it, but it's very, it's a very soft red card. Um, yeah. They are appealing it, but they are Rangers appealing it, don't they? Well, they might get it because they're permitted to appeal Jack last season. They seem to get yeah. heat, they got off of all sorts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even for enough, whatever, when Shamrock caught him in the at Ibrox, I thought that was very soft as well. Again, probably technically correct, but it was not exactly any malice on it. So. Yeah, it's, it's a soft one, but I don't think by the light of the law they could have too much argument. Um, Gerard playing up to the fans then, you think? 
yep. a wee bit. Yeah, without, without question. Um, I actually was disappointed in these comments because I thought Stephen Gerrard might add a bit of class to that job because um, he was a pretty dignified. No. Nope. Um, I've never liked the man, um, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. When he was at Liverpool as well, I always thought good player, but he always had that nasty bit about him. Um, so yeah. I, I dislike him even more, even before. I didn't like him anyway, but. The, the comments are very reminiscent of comments that have been made by other people uh, coming out of Ibrox. Yeah, in, uh, he's fallen out that trap. Yeah. Years, shall we say, since a certain level 5 PR have been getting involved. Yep. I, don't, I would not be surprised if Jim Trainer's the one pulling those strings at the moment. Aye, I would agree. There's the line, go feed out to the press. Yeah. Because, the um, stats don't back it up either. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if the Rangers fans are just finally starting to realise that the referees in Scotland aren't very good. Like all the rest of us have already realised. No, no, it's a Did you get your homework, Chris? Been getting I did get my homework. Bad, <laughs> bad decisions for years, remember. Mm-hmm. That, that's Stephen Gerrard, that's why he's always been watching Rangers for a, a few years and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keen interest in Scottish football, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. The usual, the world against them, no one likes us, we don't yeah. care, but. Maybe we do. Well, we do care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even when you, can, when you have flags, that's Stephen Thompson coming out who. Said it's very premature and to say obviously Michael Stewart agreeing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any need for it. Um, on the other side, Rangers Ryan Jack's been getting a fair bit of praise from Gerald. Mm-hmm. Um, a game against Borsic. Was it jealous of his performance? He's talking as well about him being really good as well at the weekend. Rangers probably should have went ahead pretty early, Murphy. Yeah, they probably should have done, but it's good goalkeeper with Joe Lewis as well. Um, and that was where the problems with Dominic Ball right back came to fresh again. Hoban should have been playing there, but obviously he got injured. So, um, and Don Ball just does not have the positional sense to play there. He's a central midfielder. Because um, it's yeah. him that tries to play outside. Um, it's a soft penalty, but it's a penalty. Um, he's got his yeah. hands on him. Um, whether the wind ask goes down easy or not. Um, again, you talk about Morales asking the question of the refer- referee and the officials. Um, Did, Dominic Ball's asking the question um, by putting his hands up. Um, yep. And but let alone he probably should have getting the ball. Possibly not, and there's possibly an offside as well. But um, yeah, so there is an offside. It's clearly an offside. The man that goes after the ball. Yeah. Michael Stewart made this point. Sports, that's what. But he doesn't. Touch that happens it. first. Mm-hmm. He goes after the ball. That happens before the the the, the arms are over. Uh, but I think he's got to play the ball now, hasn't it? Technically, been offside, not a penalty. Yeah. Well, is it not that I think the, the, is it not now you need to play the ball to be offside? Uh, unless I've changed it again recently, no. Because <laughs> I've seen sometimes some referees adopt that when I've wanted I've been to see a few Talbot games uh, recently, and that's uh, quite often. There's people shouting and balling in the crowd, but then the referee doesn't give the offside until you, the actual players try to play it. Depending on the situation, I don't know how what the actual full interpretation is. But I have seen that, so I don't know. Yeah. The other other aspect of this was: Do you think it should be a red card? Because it's not a, it's not, it's is it a stopping a goal scoring opportunity? Yeah, I think, I think it is. So. I think we've got to be honest with that one. I don't yeah. think he's getting enough. Think so. Nah, yeah. there's too there's many other players around. He's well in front of Don. He's well in front of Don Ball though. Um, and he's, he's not going to get the ball. Oh, yeah, Tom Ball's not getting the first. That's pretty I think he's going to get the ball. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But it can't be a clear goal scoring opportunity if he's not going to get the ball. Yeah, no. I, I would have been appealing for Rangers, but I'd be sent off in that situation. So that way be. But is that specs on? Or is that actual yeah, that is specs on? I think. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
No, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not going to put this back. Um, you know, be contradictory and saying that it shouldn't be a penalty the other way, um, or shouldn't be a red card the other way. Um, but after that, there wasn't a lot of goal scoring opportunities. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought Aberdeen were terrible in Sunday. I thought um, I don't know if we'll play much worse all season. Um, there wasn't a lot of fluency in our game. Everything they tried to go, uh, force it through the middle and play long balls. Um, nothing was working. The passing wasn't great. We showed character um, and a good dummy by Lewis Ferguson that led to that goal because that doesn't get t- touched, uh, talked about a lot. He could have easily chased that and ran into trouble, but he had the cleverness to dummy it um, for Anderson. And what a finish and what a start! Stop talking, fe- stop, stop talking, fix up. You want to post mention this game? Right, we can mention a wee bit for the game on Thursday, but no, this game. There's still a fee to be agreed, right? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> right, so he was terrible. Um, he's only a fifty grand player. <laughs> Aye, that's it, right? Um, but yeah, our first chance, decent chance, was Anderson Heather. I thought seventy-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was talk, obviously. T- I think the two games against Bournemouth intensity was was fairly high. We've had to make a few changes again. But yeah, for to play against yeah. ten men for so long, you're you're disappointed not to win, but then in the end you're happy to get a draw because of how late it went. Yeah, but for Bruce Anderson um, on his debut scoring against Rangers, a boyhood Dons fan, I mean, doesn't get much better for him. Um, just hope it kicks on. He kicks on from here um, and isn't and isn't only remembered for scoring a goal against Rangers and he goes on to do better things. Unlike with yeah. poor Tony White Celtic, who lives off that goal against Barcelona. Good luck to him, but didn't kick on from after that so no. hopefully Anderson goes a different way but wait and see well there's only one team playing that game on Sunday anyway because everyone was only in Jason Rangers and Gerard, weren't they so we were just yep. a sideshow um, I will probably should move on to other games anyway yeah the other, the other game on Sunday was absolutely yeah I was going to, just, going to do the sports thing because obviously everyone's looking at Aberdeen and Rangers teams that finished second and third last season are they the ones that are going to challenge Celtic this season? I think Hibs could be the team that challenge Celtic this season. Well, I, I, know it's I, think it'll be clo- I think it'll be close to all three teams. I, I think so, but I mean, they were, they were, the three of them were pretty close together last season. They were going to be a bit further behind Celtic, but of the three teams that Celtic played last season, Hibs are the ones that gave Celtic the biggest trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah. They've strengthened the best. They've strengthened as well. They're, they're a better team uh, than last season, I think. So I, I think... Suppose it would- yeah, they they could be up there this season. I think they might be, might be the challengers. Yeah, yes, yeah. If McGinn is going and how much gets reinvested in that squad, then I, Hibs could could arguably even push on. I think the right players in. They've obviously lost McGeer as well from last season. Scott Allen, Scott Allen is way back Celtic as well. But any time I saw Hibs. McGeech was the one that stuck out, not McGinn. Mm-hmm. They've been playing without McGeech already and they've been adapting it pretty well. Again, what I say, Stevie Mallon came in, scoring for free kicks already, like he was for some Um that is, That's been a great sign, and I think he'll, he'll prove to be one of the one star players this season. Yeah. Um, but again, they've obviously had a ground run in Europe, they've made it through two rounds, they're scoring plenty of goals, they are leaking plenty of goals, that might be the thing that trips them up. Clean sheet, though, it. Played against Motherwell, and I'm I'm a Motherwell apparently not the best. Yeah, Motherwell didn't start playing until 
after three 0 and the uh, yeah. boy Danny Johnson had a, a few chances. Um, they were robbed. They should have had a goal. Um, it was ruled out for handball, which is probably yeah. the worst decision of the weekend. Yeah. Aye, they've lost Kipri. Aye, they've lost Kipri. And that then was it? They lost him so was injured as well. What was that? They lost him so Kipri uh, so late in the week as well. That was kind of yeah. hard to just the training they've been doing through the week. And then Dunn's injured. So that's two or three centre backs last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hibbs managed to rest Cumberry. Win 3 0. Yeah. So that maybe shows that shows their, their strength. There. I think um I think someone else was rested as well, rotated because Bartley played as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, Marvin Bartley came out of the team. Um yeah, it's Whitaker a, wasn't it's even quoted, I don't know, was he injured? Probably just dropped. Portia, same boy Portia's played as well. So, mm-hmm. much as they've get they've made these good signings again, they've got these young players like Portius and Shaw coming yeah. through as well. Balance still obviously on much as they signed from elsewhere. So, so yeah, if they can strengthen the defence a wee bit, that may help. But um, certainly, it's, it's been a great start for them this season. I mean, well, Aberdeen they just took points off each other. You'd imagine they'll pick up points against other teams in the league, uh, and they'll be up there challenging. Again, for the, the European spots, if not Celtic, because I don't know how it's going to play out this season. Um, but I mean, it's not as if Hibs didn't play anybody. But that's the team that made both cup finals last season. Uh, they may have been a bit off compared to what they would. Well, it was only a bit. And on terms of obviously, Hibs were easily the best team. So yeah, um, it wasn't an easy start for Hibs. I mean, it's not like it's not like Hearts, for instance, who played Hamilton. And Hamilton were invariably rotten. <laughs> On their new pitch. And yet somehow manages to stay up. Uh, they, they, they do appear to have this new shiny pitch, which looks as if you can play hockey on it. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, like Hamilton didn't really seem to be able to play football on it. Because <laughs> it was... I mean, it, they took the lead, surprisingly. But um, after that, hearts were all over them. It could have been more than four. It was a start about Hamilton from last season. Um, they dropped 28 points from winning positions last season. Obviously, they stayed up, but will they get as lucky this season? Maybe not. Um, although I've not tipped them it's... in the bottom two this year, but I think that's... <laughs> that's probably a kiss of death. Yeah. Most people said, nope, not doing it anymore. Aye. They signed a couple of players after that game, I noticed as well. They signed Aye. a midfielder and a goalkeeper. But the boy, Heron, that scored twice, is actually signed as a centre-back. And mm-hmm. they're playing him in midfield. Scored three goals now for Hearts. Mm-hmm. Stephen Naismith looks um, back to some sort of form as well. Uh, four goals in three games. Um, took his goal well at the weekend. Um, he looked Aye, pretty good. See some of the other things he did. There was one day it was a great ball. If he just controlled it properly, uh, and then had to, cut, he had to go chasing after it and cut it back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of pointed. It was always a wee bit rusty, but mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if he can get his form back, then he's, he's a great player. So. Um, I heard a possible development on the Kyle Lafferty deal that I'd not seen elsewhere. I might have missed it though. Lee Wallace back to Hearts, Lafferty to Rangers. Not a bit of money going going Tynecastle's way, but potential for that maybe. Well, they never actually finished paying for Lee Wallace properly. They just done a deal with Hearts when they were skint. So it'd be, it'd be nice if they got Lee Wallace back. So I suppose. Yeah. What I'd not thought of, but speaking to our Rangers fan today, and they said that was was possible talk about that. 
well, there's no way Wallace is getting back in the Rangers team anytime soon for obvious reasons, so um, yeah, it'd probably could be a good fit for him to go back there and um, see if he can start playing games again. Stephen McLean, plastic patch, eh? He's not really uh, held him back this season. He's got, I think he's played twice already in a plastic patch. Yeah, funny enough. And he's been, he's been saying he's been saying that he wants to play every game, so regardless of pitch. So. No, fair enough, that's interesting. If he seems to be quite happy with the plastic pitches, then great. Yeah. People stop moaning about them. I don't think what people stop moaning because for all Hamilton's is really nice. Did you see them in Rugby Park? Oh, it's awful. I would like, I would do something that I'd play Fies on. <laughs> I probably it even worse. It's a terrible, terrible surface. Yeah. I thought they were ripping theirs up and going back to grass. I yeah. thought so too. But and obviously we've got a third one with Livingston that won't we, we get back to Almondville or whatever they're calling their stadium this year. Tony Macaroni. Are they caught, is it that again? Yeah. yeah. But that's three, three pitches out of 12 or plastic pitches. If ha- Hamilton's looks like it might be alright to play on, um, we'll see how it goes through the winter months and stuff. But Kilmarnock's is horrible. Aye. Yeah. Saying that though, I love Kilmarnock's pitch because... We've got such a great record there, whereas I don't like Hamilton's because we, we struggle. Um, so I. Don't I think it's anything with the plastic pitches, to be honest. But aye, that was aye, a. We've got to then. Yeah. Seen as well there anyway. Solid yeah. start for them. Um, Boyd on the score sheet, but it wasn't Chris. Um, mm-hmm. Goal of the weekend. And Jolly. Yeah, that's a peach yeah, angle. I, w- I would say so. Seems to have started off well as well, did well in the League Cup as well, so. They've already got great uh, striking options with Boyd, Brophy and Erwin. So they have four strikers, give some chances to rotate and rest Boyd maybe at times. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Chris Boyd, not Scott Boyd. Yeah. And they've kept hold of John so far. Um, how long that'll last, I don't know, because obviously the window's shutting in England this week and Scottish one's still open to the end of the month, so interesting to see what happens with him. But if they can keep him, they've still kept the nucleus to safe for last season, minus uh, Malumba. Yeah, St John's on the other hand, didn't really seem to do much, did they? I think they're in for a long season this season. Um, I don't think they'll go down, but I do think they'll, they'll struggle this year. I think um, we'd said as well last season they're going to have to move their eye a wee bit more on youngsters and certainly look at the, the defence. A bit inexperience. Aye, a lot of the Scottish Cup team um, seems to have broken up. You know, Chris Miller's moved on. Uh, I think Stephen Anderson's now moved on. He's still there. Oh, is he still there? Is he just not playing uh, as much? I played. Yeah. All right, that shows how much attention I paid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Alan Manis but, moved yeah. on. I know he's gone. Um, yeah, but uh, wait and see. They've been quite quiet so far as well, Toronto window-wise. Yeah. So that could be a, a tough old season for them. Celtic. Oh, yeah. we talk about St. Mirren first and leave Celtic to last. Well, yeah, because the last two games are the, the games that were uh, to the well, flag days, because St. Mirren obviously had their championship flag and Celtic had the, the premiership flag. So, uh, yeah, both got off to winning starts. St. Martin back in the top flight again. Uh, they put the lead against Dundee. 
Yes, yes, let's laugh at him. That was that it was almost as if he'd watched the World Cup final and thought, <laughs> I'm gonna give that a go. <laughs> and I'm going to fall on my face. Or does the defender get some blame for no, no. it back to him? No, no nothing. So that's all Zach yeah. Hamilton's fault. He yeah. trips over the ball. See, at least when Loris did it, um, France were four one up, and you could sort of see that he was trying to do something. Whereas Hamilton just had no clue at all, and he'd had a decent game up until that point as well. You know, it's a boy that's trying to redeem himself after being ditched by Hearts. Um, but yeah, it fell on his face as you say, Chris. Um, but great start for some man. Yeah. No, did you see that interesting thing that the game started five minutes early? Yeah, that was weird. Know. Why? Might have apologised for it, but. I don't think there's been any reason given as to why it started earlier. Yeah. It's just a case of sorry. It won't happen again. But I'd, I'd heard talk that some other game started earlier as well on Saturday. Really? Never noticed. Yeah. Don't know. But just when I, I mean, I'd seen they'd, they'd uh, mentioned that after I followed the kind of thread and some folk would try to suggest that some other game had started a wee bit earlier as well. But I don't know. Yeah. Dundee look maybe as I thought potentially have the same problems as they did last year creating chances but not scoring <laughs> <laughs> maybe not I was going to say that they seem to create plenty of chances at the weekend but it was yeah. a bit of uh, it was, Dundee probably should have won that game but you're right um, and the penalty safe as well I thought it was a good yeah. penalty I didn't think it was a bad penalty no it was, was decent enough I don't think there was quite enough power on it I don't think it was quite far enough in the corner so that given that Samson guessed right he was able to save it but he still had to guess right it was not as if it was an easy one so yeah so credit to him for the save Uh, less credit to him for bringing him down in the first place (laughs) (laughs) at least he redeemed himself um, but yeah it's a great start first of all against a team that um, is going to be a rival for um, Aye, these, are survival, the so. pick, these are the games you want to pick the points up on. Yeah, so, they're the rebounding league. So, yeah. Samson made a terrific save from Mendy as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I always like Samson as a, a goalkeeper. Uh, he does have his moments where he's utterly <laughs> rotten. But um, for, for the most part, he, can, he usually pulls off his great saves. So. Yeah. He's got a top coach as well. Jimmy Lightfield. Yeah. Clangers. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, we'll, we'll move on to the game at Celtic Park, and it was I, I heard the stat that in the first twenty minutes of this game, it was eighty-one percent possession for Celtic. See before you go on, my my thing, the Miller partnership up front. Did you yeah, come up with any? Did you think any the same surname playing up front for together? I I kind of wondered if Chris and John had ever something ever played up front together. I don't think they have. No, I don't think they have. Um, but no, like, I mean, I can't think. What about boys? The two boys at Kilmarnock? They don't even play up front together. No. So that's that's not the starting partnership either. Um, so I was trying to think of brothers and different things like that. That's what I was thinking of as well when you said because there was a time that three mixed days played for Celtic. Did that. <laughs> but again, but like Paul was a midfielder and... Never up front. So. Maybe, the um, chuck, maybe the Chuckle Brothers in a charity game and they did the whole to me to you, to me to you. Oh. <laughs> had to get in in reference to, to get in, Barry Chuckle um, passing yeah. away. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if any, anyone else 
because the Neville's are both defenders. Yeah, I don't think there is to be honest. Um, right. I'm, I'm from what I see, they did, it was a partnership up front as opposed to yeah. Mala playing with John or anything like that. So, if anyone knows of a partnership that's played together up front with the same surname, then tweet us at SFF Podcast on Twitter. And let us know. And no jokes about two up front and one person being female. I like that. Ah, you're any players with like split, split personalities or that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, Andy Gorham? <laughs> two goalkeepers. Another start that I heard them coming out of that game, um, the first time Livingston Celtic played each other back in 2001 was a 0-0 draw. And since then, every league game, Livingston have not have lost. They've not taken a point against Celtic ever since. <laughs> Yeah, that's that as well. That's incredible. Well, I know there's been a 12 year gap. I don't remember the draw. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Did Javi Sanchez Broughton not save a penalty in that game? Possibly. Remember him? Yes, because he played for Celtic eventually. Oh, yeah. he did, and I was gutted they didn't sign him permanently because he only played to the end of the season. And because he was cup tied, he played in that Storm Grass game, I was at. Because he was cup tied, we couldn't use him in the FA Cup. Yeah. Otherwise, he might have played in Seville instead of Rob Douglas. <laughs> but he did, he did play in the, the league games before it. Yeah. We did forget to mention as well earlier in terms of transfers the boy Arzani. Supposed to be coming in from Man City once he. Ah, uh, he signed one of Man City's feeder clubs in Australia and they were talking about loaning him out to Celtic for two seasons. He was in the World Cup. For Australia, yeah, seems to be a prospect. I don't, I didn't really see many of Australia's games because they were all coming up when I was at work. Um, so I don't know, but any talk was it was pretty good. So obviously, City, right? They're signing them. Slide up a generation. They're saying at the moment. So probably the previous player generation would be Cahill. So if he ends up anything near with Cahill was, then he's going to have a very good career. Yeah, the game good. itself, yeah. pretty routine. Oh, yeah, the game itself, um, Roger scored a header. <laughs> no. Yes, his, which is... His first header, apparently. From a Johnny Hayes cross? It, it, seems, it seems weird, but yeah, not weird. Because the height of him, he should be scoring headers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it was one of those ones where it was unusual because he's usually scoring decent goals with his foot. Um... But to hear that he'd scored a header, to hear that he'd not scored a header before was equally as big a surprise. And yeah. in a weird sort of way. So I think see how we have got we had like the mute button, I think we should have a Rodrix button whereby like if his name is mentioned we should just bleep it out. We cannot mention him today because he scored the, yes. with his head. Um and was he's in what what is it like everybody's like team of the week as well, so it still amazes me that he's not a regular first choice in the starting lineup. Hey, he's, he's still coming back to fitness because um, he was at the right World Cup. So he's always coming back. He's always coming back from fitness as Rogers. Yeah. Injured as well for him. Um, I didn't help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he always has a spell where he's out injured, um, but he always comes back and does well. So yeah, very good player. Yeah, Takes so well. You might stress Tierney as well. 
Yeah, it's probably a good thing because I think we're going to need to do that a few times over the season because unless we find a left back for somewhere. Um, was that why Hayes was playing or was he playing in the wing? He, yeah, he was kind of playing as fullback. Yeah, it so. wasn't pretty full back, it was a wing back, but you see, look, we can't can play there. He actually was terrific for us for a bit playing left back. Yeah. Um, I remember. So. Aye. He, he was actually. Yeah, he was really good, actually. Because there, there was a season he seemed, whenever he's played, he seemed to be terrific. Yeah. Whether it was left back, left wing, right wing, whatever. Quite anymore. Aye. Um, so he got that, and then what the. Penalty was a penalty. I don't think there's much doubt about that, even though Kenny Mar was moaning about it. That was the third goal, though, because it was one in between. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very much a kind of game you'd expect Celtic to play. They could have scored more, probably. Um, the Edward one came from a break up the park from the Livingston corner. Uh, we scored a couple of them already this season. Um, but yeah, it was. If it finished more than 3 0, then nobody would be surprised. As it was, we fell asleep right at the end. Um, and I don't think Craig Gordon was too happy about that. But, um, yeah. It's, we don't want to be making silly mistakes like that in Europe, but in a regular league game, I hope we're not looking back at this goal difference at the end of the season. I think we should have conceded that stupid goal on the first day. Um, I think we'd all be surprised if that happened, but it's not unheard of that silly goals that you lose can cost you titles. Well, Paddy Powell got paid out and Celtic won the league already, so... <laughs> I've seen that tweet. That's just ridiculous. I'm not entirely sure if Paddy Powell have paid out in that, but, um, yeah. It's hard yeah. to say how long they still do this season, because obviously uh, not, nothing expected from no. Saturday, but... They're not getting measured on that game. Um, Kenny Miller seemed fairly happy with the, the way they played. So, I think beyond that, you're not going to get much out of it. Yeah, this season pretty much starts from the weekend. I know Kilmarnock at home is going to be tough, yeah. but yeah, they're willing to get their points to board from there and maybe kick on. But I think if they finish 10th or above, it's a successful season. Yeah. Yeah, so they're at home at Kilmarnock and butt on the plastic pitches. We've got a Lanarkshire Derby, uh, Mullow Hamilton, uh, Aberdeen away to Dundee. Game of the weekend is the top, well, I was going to say top two, but Hibs are in between us. Uh, top of the table, Hearts versus third place Celtic. That should be a massive game. Because, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, the way the results have played out, the Edinburgh teams are top of the league. Yeah. 4-1 and 3 down. Because Celtic lost that silly goal right at the end. See, there you go. Goal difference already. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously um, Pibs and Rangers are both playing on Thursday night, so they're playing uh, on, on Sunday instead. Not each other, but <laughs> Rangers are hosting St Martin and St Johnson are hosting Hibs. Saints. Yeah. I think. It may be a good opportunity for Hearts to get Celtic because Celtic will obviously be in between two massive um, AK Athens matches and yeah. a bit of scogitation. That's not saying that Hearts will definitely win the game, but they might sense blood in that and they also beat Celtic last season at um, Tencastle to stop the long unbeaten run. So you never know what will happen in that game, but it should be a cracker. Yeah, I think it's a good game. Um, 
Yeah, if we look down briefly at the lower leagues um, from last weekend, the big one, I would say, not maybe not a massive surprise, considering the League Cup form, Air beating Party Thistle 2 0. With Ian Lawrence Shankland again on the score sheet, um, getting linked tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. I moved down south now. We had been talking to Dean, I'll be interested. I've not heard interest from English clubs prior to tonight. 130 grand. Yeah, Aye, well, an unnamed English club, so they could just be saying it to try and bump his price up, but no, I think they're keen to keep it. Maybe him, it's so. Salford City. <laughs> yeah. I'm on 30 grand. That's going to be very cheap. Well, that's actually his wage, his weekly wage. I'm on 30 grand a week. That's possible. Mental. Good stuff. Things Good stuff for air. Yeah. Aye, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Inverness, one away. Into Falkirk. Queen and South and Morton Drew. Like one of our county against Arlo. So the three under pressure managers um, all lost at the weekend because Paul Hartley, Falkirk, um, yeah. Alan Arsworth, this one of course, our favourite for um, the first sack in Shaba. Um, yeah. Three to the. He's already in the press and oh, that these performances won't be acceptable. It's like it's making a lot of noises. Yeah. yeah, and he's had the dreaded vote of confidence from his chairman as well. Oh, he got them before kick off of the season as well. That was pretty bad. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still back in Chavo mm-hmm. as uh, the first man to go. Yeah. Um, but the question is, what did you done after that? How did you do that? Yeah, well, this weekend you've got two of the winless teams playing each other. Um, Falkirk and Thistle play each other. Yeah, interesting game. Aye. So Game of the weekend, maybe Dunfermline Ross County. Yeah, it could be, eh? Possibly, yeah. Um, it's either that Cali Thistle or United, because they both got to win the starts as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see how Dun United got on at Queen of the South. Yeah. Yeah, because Queen of the South have started all right. I mean, I know they drew it Morton at the weekend, but they fought back for two down. The, the cut form was quite good, and Dun United's form has just been honking. Um, since the start of the season the only team they've beaten Zelgen so uh, if Queen South win um, even more pressures on Shabba and the odds will be getting shorter right. does that mean if Shabba goes it would be Shabba rank there's <laughs> <laughs> a future title or maybe even title tonight <laughs> um, in terms of league one to save for all week. <laughs> aye. Uh, in terms of week there's a few probably uh, other maybe choice ter- words you could use that might more rank as well. Um, so League One, uh, Dumbarton, Arbroath, Eldridge, and Senos were all good ones. Yeah. Probably less of a surprise. Yeah. Breaking still can't win in league football. Yeah. It's amazing how many people. I was looking at the BBC. Like they did the whole predictor league table thing and it was saving it and collecting all the results. Most people seem to think Leicester was a winner in this division. And I don't think any of us thought they threw us in this division. Well, they had a dreadful League Cup campaign. Yeah. yeah. I put them um, to finish top, but um, it might be rethinking. I think Dumbarton will be the, the main ones up there with yeah. them. Um, think, still got Steve we'll Aitken as well. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Dumbarton to win it. Yeah, I think I did as well. Yeah. Um, League 2 wins for Edinburgh City, Clyde and Berwick. This was, this was probably the biggest surprise is how many people have tapped Edinburgh City to the bottom. Because somebody, somebody in the podcast did it as well. And Sorry. I thought it was a very bizarre one. Why? 
Do you know well, what sick the Edinburgh City have made? There's people tapping them to go up. It's one of those as well, maybe, unless you're covering that league, you probably not get as much knowledge of it. I know they have signed some experienced guys, like, like players that have played or been with Premier League teams before. Yeah. Premier League teams, yeah. even. Um, they're almost doing the Gretner thing without doing the actual Gretner thing by throwing money at them. But then sometimes players are back down there for a reason because maybe in the first place they weren't that good and they've gone right down. So you don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, if four 0 Albion Rovers is a great start because Albion Rovers are all a tip to do quite well in that division. Yeah. Aye, it's a good start indeed. Yeah, I took Berwick to go down and they have obviously started with a win. But um, the team that I took to win the league, Clyde, um, comfortable to a win against Cowdenbeath. Yeah, um, again I tipped Cowdenbeath to finish bottom again for the third season, so um, that that's went pretty much what I expected it to do. Yeah, I think the thing is with Clyde is real clever um, in terms of management, is real good manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's a good manager. They've got good Willie there too. Um, so yeah, I think they'll win that league this year. But and John Knight is a good sign for that league as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, full card in the league again this weekend. Before we have yeah, a weekend, they are like to do maybe Clyde Edinburgh City, but then both winning in the opening day. Yeah. Not going last every week. Still, I'll be up playing hosting Clyde. Yeah, uh, Elgin hosting Edinburgh City. I'll be interested to see what happens if Albion Rovers and Peterhead because if Albion Rovers are tipped to do quite well they'll need to bounce back after that Edinburgh City one but Peterhead are another one are tipped to do really well in this division in fact more people have taken Peterhead to win this division than Clyde apart mm-hmm. the BBC. I think with Peterhead they've always got a chance with McAllister yeah I think that's most that's people that's a while game so they're always going to be probably the other in the tips yeah Uh, booked my tickets yesterday for the Aberdeen St. Mirren Cup game that we can sell all day which should be good Fair, reasonable pricing £22 for an allowable ticket but I'm actually sitting in the south stand which I've never sat in before right you sat there the only time I've been in the south stand was when we played Hertha Berlin back in 2002 so They've gone back a good while. The boy sat there a couple. He sat there for the Burnley game actually. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then I think he sat there for the Dundee United Cup game last season. Quite liked it as well. Mm-hmm. He quite liked being over there as well. So he's near the away fans to get him a bit of dogs of But you could get a chance to get to games, Chris. Ah, I don't know. Um... Part of a Scottish Not in the I don't think. But... <laughs> Wait till January, you mean? Uh, maybe. See how it goes. But yeah, no, I've not really been there. Not, not been anything so far this season. Um, not going to the AKS's game, so I don't know if I'm going to get to the next round or see how things play out. But yeah, I'll just take it as it comes as usual. Yeah. But I'll get my top as well next weekend because I joined the Arbor DNA. And as part of that, you get the top. Oh, fab. So, well, I talked for a few seasons. I would have a really wild one if it was, well, I was going to say if it was that again. Even mm-hmm. then, sometimes I won't wear a top. 
depending yeah. on what doing afterwards. Um, we are too old to wear football taps. Come on, we're exactly. actually playing football. Exactly. Even in the house, but it's, but it's part of that anyway. So I may as well get it. I've already bought. If I'd not bought the boy one already, then I would have given it to him. But. Incidentally, um, whilst we're on the subject of tickets, um, entry fee for the Aberdeen versus Celtic um, charity match for Beats and Cancer Charity are £5 adult and £1 a child. So, it's as long as Falkirk Stadium that day. Do you want me to bring my boots? Because <laughs> <laughs> you need extra men to play. Yeah. Dad, was a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, see if you get a talk with Jack and Oski in the back, we'll just let you know. <laughs> This, this. See, at the moment, you killed us an ex-player. The fact you played at Parkhead. Oh, jeez, no. We don't, we don't even talk about that. You just don't play it up front. I don't play me up front. Really, don't play me up front. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to elaborate on this after this podcast. Must have heard the story before. I, I don't think <laughs> so. You've you been the moon. All, all you need to do is... It's on uh, the Hill Hill Media YouTube channel. Oh, um, okay. Under worst miss ever. I missed an open goal playing a football aid match about five years ago now. <laughs> Put it this way, after after that game, folk were asking him if his middle name was Van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Van, Van it's, it's very reminiscent of Van Vossen, that's all. It's a very good example. It's awful. It's truly awful. As bad as you're imagining it right now, go look it up and you go, yeah, it's worse. That okay. includes listeners as well, by the way. But yeah. mo- uh, you've heard before in the podcast over the years about this, Matt. Yep. Chris Van of Willemo, then? Mm, no, I was further out than that. No. Van Voss. <laughs> Van Voss is a good, Vos, a, a yeah. perfect uh, comparison. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, don't put me up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I Matt. think we've probably covered everything yeah well, we've been talking for ages now for 90 minutes uh, <laughs> I we're getting old and slow that's what it is well, we need to try and get faster as the season goes on <laughs> yeah thanks for listening if you're still listening at this point <laughs> yeah yeah and we'll be back next week yeah yeah cheers well, cheers guys cheers cheers, cheers. bye